Hello, all, and welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Kubal. Today, I happen to be a very special guest, Jeff Pantanella. Jeff, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm great, Daniel. How are you? Good. Did I do it better that time, or did I butcher it again? No, it's it's close enough. Oh, there's a reason good. why. All good. There's a reason why I took Korean instead of Spanish. <laughs> like, I don't know what's up with the Indo-European dialect for me. Like, I think it's because my family is like Eastern European mostly. Oh. And it's like the, I don't know, I, I tried doing like the, like rolling the R's and I was yeah. good at everything else in Spanish, but that, and like, when you get up higher level, it's like, it's ridiculous. So my friend tried getting me to take Italian with him. We went the first day, first two day of classes. And I was like, I can't do this, man. And then I walked by a South Korean class and I took mm. that instead. He goes, you're crazy. I'm like, well, it's a lot easier. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was really funny. Uh, I was really excited to have you on. I saw, you know, your video on TikTok. I'm really happy. I found you and a bunch of other people on TikTok. It's been a lot better than Twitter and some other places lately. So yeah, thank you so much platform. for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want people just to see real quick. Uh, I did get your first book, the chaos gate. So it's absolutely amazing. I saw that clip and then I looked at the blurb and I was like, yeah, that is definitely a book for me. So again, thank you for coming on today. Uh, sure. we'll go right with that first question. What has your writing journey been like up until this point? Okay. So, uh, long and arduous. So I, I went to an art school okay. and, did a Guggenheim fellowship after that, traveled to Europe for a while. When I came back, nothing really happened with the fine arts scene. I got eventually got involved in real estate in Los Angeles. Mm. I did that for about 17 years. And, you know, you can imagine my soul just kind of <laughs> shrunk. shrunk. So, so during the end of that, um, a friend of mine said, you know, you, you should try to write a book. And I was like, no, I can't write a book. And then the more it kind of sunk in, I was like, yeah, all right, I'll try. So I, uh, I started getting up early and I, I wrote about three quarters of the book that you have there. And I thought, you know what, maybe I should uh, see if any of this is any good. So I got a bunch of those tutorial books or, you know, how to write and writing for dummies and all that kind of stuff, you know, books on content and editing and, and, and of course style. Uh, and I realized everything in there was a massive rookie mistake. Mm. So I scrapped it. I wrote it again. Realized I had way too many characters. Wrote it again. Realized I was writing a book that I was also reading and their book was better. <laughs> Scrapped it again. So the fourth version is what you have there. And that, that took about four years to, to actually come to completion. Then every other book in the series takes about three to six months because I, I kind of know more of what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... So now it's just a matter of maintaining a, an interesting storyline. So I try to go, you know, a, a three book arc. So you have, there's the Chaos Gate, the Faux Wars and the Divine Fist. That's one. And then the next book in the series, The Forgotten Gods, that happens six years after all of the That's events cool. in the Divine Fist. So the characters are slightly different and enough so that they can travel and, and travel like in their, their own journeys. Yeah, yeah. To something more interesting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that actually brings me to a different question um, that I didn't send you, but one that I think is uh, interesting um, to think about for the future for a lot of people who are listening. So when you were talking about, you're like, so you're going six years in the future, like, do you think that that was easier or more difficult? Like how, I just want to know, like how that journey kind of took place for you. So I, I okay, so the, the, the types of, stories that I really like are ones that start really, really small, where everyone is just sort of an innocent bystander. And then all of a sudden, 
something happens and their world gets bigger mm. and then it gets bigger and yeah. then it gets bigger and bigger. And, and I got that from like a bunch of, you know, Dungeons and Dragons oh, yeah. um, modules. I think there was one where at first it was, you know, thieves, then uh, ice giants, and then the drow came in, you know, that, that yeah. sort of thing. So one of the things that I realized I was doing in the, in the first three books, especially with the main character that that monk was he was kind of going through the process of learning who he was and what he could do. He had all these exceptional powers, but I didn't really think he was like a, like a, a badass yet. The kind that I envisioned him to be. Yeah. So things happen at the, the end of the third book so that he kind of goes into hiding. Mm. And that six year period, I thought was a good enough time period for him to be sort of gone from the scene, so to speak, and just be kind of dwelling with all the, the junk going on in his head. When we come back to him, he's a different character. He has, mm. he has a different agenda. And so now it's, it's a, you know, I'm not just repeating the same storyline. Now I have a whole new platform to go, to go from. So easy is that, yeah, is yeah, the yeah. Answer. you know, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I was curious. So like, so I was going to say, so you did, so you would brought back certain characters for yeah. this. That's, that's cool. I always yeah. like when people do that personally, because like you said, right, you can actually show how like the progression of somebody, particularly if it's six years. So to me, that just, it just makes a lot more sense, you know? And, you know, I always get really mad when I'm, I'm reading a, uh, a storyline and I start to really like the characters and then they die. Yeah. yeah. Or, or the book, the, the series ends, but it still kind of continues. But now it's a whole new set of characters. I'm like, I don't, I don't like you yet. Yeah. I, yeah. Want, I want these people to be back in this one. Yeah. So that, that's sort of what I tried to do with, with this series. Yeah. See, I think that's one thing I was just talking to Jeffrey Haskell and a couple of people about this. Um, uh, Seal uh, Pierre Lowe too last weekend where like, I actually think that's something that worked well with like the force awakens, for instance, like where you mm -hmm. had the older characters. I like when people pass on the torch, even if it's just like a, you know, a, like a short training sequence or, or mm -hmm. something, you know, like the mask of Zorro was a great one where Anthony yeah. Hopkins was yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, that was amazing. I thought like, I was like, Oh, this is going to be, you know, kind of lame. And then once it came out, I was like, that was one of my favorite stories. I thought that was just, it made me think of the, you know, that, that passing on of the torch uh, in a little different, right. di little different light. So yeah, that's right. super cool. I'm, I'm really excited about that because I really have put off certain series because of what you just said, like where you get so in love with these characters and then, you know, I'm like, oh, well they have more books, but these characters aren't in them. And, you know, yeah. we'll spoil that pretty quick. So that to me is really exciting because then, it, you know, yeah. you can go on and, Kind of piggyback, I guess, like you were saying. Yeah, well, they all, every character changes, but you know, they, they, they remain the same and that they, they have their foundation in yeah. the first books. So you can always kind of feed off of that as far as some of their agendas are concerned. But you know, moving forward, you know, like, all right, so everything, everything changes, you know, not just emotionally and, and mentally, but also physically. Mm. Um, you'll find out what I mean by that. Um, everything is affected by chaos in, in a certain way. Oh, and cool. the, the realms go from sort of like the mortal realm where everything is, is going on to begin with, but then you, you travel into the abyss and then up into the seven heavens. So now you get devils and demons happening and they have their own set of agendas. And, and so everything just find its way. And, you know, you can imagine what would happen if, you know, you, you're confronted by an angel. 
or, yeah. or a devil, you know, so. Well, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just want to say again, if anybody listening to this podcast needs any more than, than that description right there, this is probably not the podcast for you. So yeah, you right. Go, exactly. Go and read some fiction. No, I'm just kidding. I'm about to start the Lee Child's um, Jack Reacher books, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that sounds awesome. Everything I've read about your reviews and things like that uh, just makes me more and more interested uh, in this series. So I'm sure our, you know, Great, our audience you. will be the same. So that's really cool. That's awesome. I could talk to you about this all day. Um, so number two there. So where did you come up with this idea uh, for, <clears throat> excuse me, for your Every Hero Saga? Okay. So um, first off, the idea was if I'm going to write a book, what kind of a book do I want to read? Mm-hmm. And so I thought about, you know, when I was a kid, what kind of, you know, characters would I role play and, and, you know, what kind of stories did I gravitate towards? And so it always came down to like, you know, whether it's like Luke Skywalker learning how to use the force or, or, you know, uh, on the last airbender, you know, mm-hmm. figuring out how to bring all the, the elements together, all that kind of stuff. I was always fascinating by, fascinated by that sort of thing. So that's the core of the characters. Mm. But then I thought, okay, it needs to have a, a deeper meaning. Mm. And so I thought about my own life and I thought about all the different trials and tribulations that I went through to, to just, you know, exist. And the foundation of all of that became courage. And I don't know how many people are out there that want to do something and they just say, no, I can't do that. And, and really, I don't think it comes down to, well, sure, it comes down to fear, but it also comes down to the courage to get over the fear. Yeah. Right. And so I thought I was, as I was going through this, I was thinking, yeah, okay, he can have all of these powers at his disposal, but only in order to get to them, he has to have the confidence in himself and that's where the that's where he needs the courage Mm. because he's he has a good heart and he wants to go and do the right thing and and he's always the first one to like you know step step foot in the burning house but he just doesn't take it farther than that and he can Mm. and i thought that was a pretty good metaphor for for you know people in general and how often we we have dreams but we we don't pursue them for who knows why because Someone when you were five said, no, you can't. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's I why. I, yeah, I, I just, I really like that. I was just talking to Jeffrey Hespa about theme and we were mentioning that in one of my classes. I, I teach history, but a lot of the kids bring me their, you know, they know I write, so they bring me their books and stuff. We were talking about like the outsiders and yeah, so they're like, you know, we were just talking about theme and during, it's like a student advisor. It's like a lunch period, you know, and here we are talking about theme and dissecting the outsiders and the adult came in and was like, you teach English right now? I'm like, no, that's like seventh grade. Uh, teach an AIS lab, like a reading lab. But yeah, like they were like, well, what kind of theme do you like? And I said it in a way, but I like how Jeffrey Haskell said it yesterday. He's like, I like simple themes. I'm like, you know what? I do too. So when you're talking about, you know, a theme of courage and, you know, one that everybody can relate to, that is something that everybody can relate to. Like, I want to do this thing, but I don't have the courage to do it, you know? And right. seeing your character do it or characters, I think is, I just think that's a really good theme personally. And you, it's not like, no offense, like it's not like you're taking something, I think it's like the Hollywood effect, you know, like they try to do movies where it's like, you can't relate to the theme at all. And, you know, the characters, but you have something that it's a simple theme, but there's a lot of complexities that everybody can find something and gravitates towards, you know? Yeah. And I think that was a smart, smart move, not only story-wise, but just marketing-wise personally. So. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I, I only had 
the ability to, to draw on what I've been through, right? And so a lot of the stuff in there metaphorically is, is you know, really tied into my own life and my own struggles. But to your point, I'm sure they're the same struggles that everyone goes through, you know, just, you know, substitute in your, your bit, your environment, your family upbringing, you know, your, your job, your whatever it is, whatever it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. As one of my friends said that he's like, that's just good writing right there. And I, I totally agree. Cause <laughs> I, I, I like, that's why I'm like addicted right now. I'm like looked all over this week for a, a Lee child's like the killing floor. Cause I just watched the Jack Reacher um, TV series. Well, mm-hmm. I liked it because like, I'm a teacher. Like I, you know, I've, I've done martial arts for 15. I don't even know. I lost count. I, I'm black belt in a few different things. Oh, and good. Yeah. you know, it's like, sometimes I come across someone or something where I'm just like, like, I do just want to smash them in the face, you know, yeah. particularly if someone hurts a kid that I, you know, I'm close to or whatever. Like, I do want to do that, you know, can I? No, but that theme of like, you know, somebody that can, you know, and who can just deal with any situation and, you know, and like really doesn't have anything to lose in Jack Reacher to me, like that draws me into the character more. And it was an interesting analysis that one of my friends had made on the series recently. And I just, I thought it was interesting. Um, but we analyzed theme a little bit um, with Seal Perlow, um, like last week. And I think it just goes to show you, you know, that I think courage is one person. I think that's overlooked because I think, you know, a lot of people don't, I don't know. I don't know why it's overlooked. I really have no idea. Like you said, like, you know, you, anybody could put themselves into, you know, those shoes. And it's just interesting to me that themes like those that are overarching. And, you know, that's why you love Luke Skywalker, right? Because he's gets pushed. He doesn't even choose to, right. He wants to stay there and then gets pushed into it, you know, because they come and kill his aunt and uncle. It's like, you know, but then how do you deal with those situations? I just think it's such a complex theme that you have there, but there's, I feel like there's a lot that you can do with it. So that just to me seems really, really cool. Awesome. All right. Uh, for that third one, uh, yeah. so you said a little bit, but I'm pretty interested now. Uh, so what <laughs> is your ever hero saga about? Okay. So really the, the, the journey, and we've been talking about this for a while now, but it is what it is. Yeah. The, the journey about is is about okay. So you have these these monks that have these. Uh, they learn this mystic way that was taught to them by this demigod who you know he has That's his own backstory, cool. right? And so there are these different orders, and they all practice a, a different uh, discipline of his. And as our hero is going through, he's learning these things, but he doesn't quite believe in them. And that has to do with stuff that happened in his past. Mm. You know, he, he just doesn't, he doesn't want to trust it because, you know, he can't hold it. He can't feel it. He can't taste it. It's, mm. it's called the boundless. And you're supposed to be able to tap into it, but in order to do so, you have to sort of surrender everything to it. Mm. And when you do, it, it gives you back everything you gave plus everything else. But getting there is, is the tough part for him. And so his journey is finding out how to tap into that. And he battles with the, the losing of of the self during that, that whole journey Mm. while everyone is telling him, no, you're the real deal. You can do it. And by the way, you got to go defeat that arch devil who is, you know, taken over the kingdom. So good luck. 
<laughs> he's like, I'm just a kid. I what do I know about this kind of stuff? Oh, and I have to go from being a novice to a grandmaster like that, you know. So that's the kind of stuff that's going on in his head as he's going through this journey. And so what I really wanted, the reason why I chose Ever Hero is it's sort of like ever every man, every woman, everyone, everyone can can be this way. And and so you just have to sort of follow his journey and, and associate it with your own. Right. And I'm hoping people will get that. Yeah, yeah. As they're going through, they'll, they'll really kind of tie into what he's going through up here and, and in here, similar to their own. Of course, he's battling, you know, demons and devils and angels and archangels and, and everything else. So, you know, we don't have to do that. But, you know, we have all the stuff in our own mundane world to deal with. And I just, that's, that's kind of the, the thing. Oh, that's that's cool. the whole bit. Does that answer that question? I'm not sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, yeah, that, that's a great answer. Um, I would, I would even push it so far as to say, we all do have to do that. They might not be physical demons and devils or whatever, right. you know, but everybody has, again, you're going to, you know, your theme of overcoming obstacles, you know, again, courage is, you know, I still think that's the same overarching theme yeah. there again with a lot of you know, complexities, but I just love that. Cause to me, like, as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh man, that's like martial arts in a nutshell. Like, like right now I'm at that, you know, I'm like, I have two black belts in Taekwondo and I'm like, I got hurt um, in something different and I had surgery on my back and stuff. And now I have to like redo all these little things. I had to go from basically from being a white belt again. to just being able to stand right, yeah, right. you know, to all the way, all the way back up. And it is a journey and it's really hard and yeah. most people just go home and say no nah, i'm okay but you know i'm yeah. like yeah it's interesting yeah. And so, so so that's sort of the thing too oh, shit. so that's that's sort of the thing too is um oh, what was i gonna say was, this is important the phone just rang <laughs> um All right. Um, Overcoming, overcoming, I do this all the time with my students, overcoming obstacles. Yeah. Um, We're talking about going from the bottom to the top, maybe going there quickly. Um, Has to still be efficient. Um, No, it'll come back to me. That's all right. It was a really good point, though. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah, I just, I like that. I just, I think that, you know, any martial artist, I really think any athlete or even somebody in physical therapy, you know, can relate to you're here and you were here or you know where the goal is and you know, mm-hmm. you have to get there, but it's like, it, it can be a long, arduous journey. And, you know, like when I was in physical therapy for the first time, it didn't even do anything that bad. <laughs> and, you know, I just had a, a little thing in my back and then they're yeah. like, no, they're like, you totally are messed up from top to bottom. You know, I couldn't even sleep right after they, you know, tried to fix me. And it's like, to look back now, I just had my year anniversary for when I first mm-hmm. went to physical therapy for the first time. And you know, to think back, like now, like where I was, you know, it, it is interesting in retrospect. So I do think that's interesting is thinking, because I was thinking when you were saying that, I was thinking of that experience being at the start, you know, and thinking I got to get back to here, you know, I'm not quite there yet, but I think I a lot of people, again, can really, you know, can really relate to that. And, you know, teaching, I think is another profession where it's like, you get thrown in there and you think you're good. And, you know, you're, like, you're just trying to make it to the end of the year after that first year. Yeah, right. I just think there's so many circumstances where people, you know, can really, can really relate to your character, you know, in terms of that situation. So yeah, I hope so. You're I cool. So. Yeah, that's awesome. 
so this is my other really one that I really was excited to ask you. Uh, how did you go about your world building and your magic system? Oh, I remember what I wanted to say before. Well, perfect. Well, and it, and it relates to this too. Oh, okay. Cool. So um, when I was creating all of this, I, I didn't want to um, have it be stupid. Like I didn't want to just make up powers that anyone could have or um, like, I like, I like the magic in like the Lord of the Rings mm. better because, you know, Gandalf is this guy who, you know, has lived forever, it seems. And he can like, you know, shine a light and turn ring wraiths around, but he doesn't solve everyone's problems. Yeah. Right. I mean, cause everyone has to do their part and, and, you know, achieve their, their goals. And so with the characters, I wanted to make them real as well. And so that's why they have like the, these real world emotions that they go through as they're, they're, you know, going along their journey. Same thing with the world building. I was trying to figure out, oh, how, how can I make this something where, how can I make this something where um, if someone is reading it, they believe it, mm. you know? And so like there's, there's weather, there's, you know, changing of the seasons, there's, um, you know, people saying kind of like, I guess, you know, real stuff and, and doing things that are physically what they can do until they, they figure out how to unleash, you know, their thing, their magic or their, or their, um, their mystic powers. And it's the same thing, same thing with the villains. The villains just can't snap their fingers and say, we control everything, right? They have to, they they have their own set of nemesis that they have to overcome in order to achieve their goals. And so I wanted to set everything up so that everything had a, a there was a balance to it, right? Everyone's agenda was going this way, but everyone had this kind mm. of a, of a something in their way. And so some people have said, you know what? I, I get your main character. That's fine. But I really like your villains. And, and I don't know if they like them because they're, they're evil and they like, you know, the evil side of things, mm -hmm. or they just thought that that, um, that their journey was a more interesting journey. So, so I don't know that, that the word building is trying to be based in, in like some form of realism yeah. you know, as far as that can be in this sort of uh, genre. Well, that's cool. I think that's a great compliment for you though, you know, in terms of villains, because, you know, I mean, what is Batman but his rogues gallery? You know, he's a great character. Like, don't get me wrong, but I really think that it's the, you know, it's the, not even just the conflicts, but it's the conflicting personalities, you know, mm -hmm. where they are trying to overcome him and he is an overwhelming force. And, you know, sometimes they get ahead on him and vice versa. I think that's what really makes it, you know, um, like that's why I like the, the, you know, the newest one with Robert Pattinson. I thought that they just did a great job of making, you know, the Riddler just, and he wasn't like overpowering physically, but, you know, the mental aspect, you know, it really made Batman think and it brought out different parts of the character that we haven't really seen since really like the early 2000s or 90s, you know, uh, comic um, books, you know, yeah. or the, you know, Batman adventure cartoon, you know, it's so I just I think that's great. And I always think to myself, like, how am I going to make this villain believable? But also don't personally, like I always think I end up doing it like Doc Ock and Spider-Man too, and they end up just becoming a good guy. I do really like the, you know, the redemption arc personally, yeah. but I'm like, not every villain can have a redemption arc. So I give yeah. you credit for people being able to connect with the villains. I think that's a hard, hard sell personally. Oh, no, thanks. Uh, my, my villains don't ever go good. 
<laughs> no, they um, and and if they are, they're they're uh, they don't mean it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Uh, what my friend said recently, I was like, because I was talking about this other like urban historical urban fantasy I'm writing versus my own fantasy stuff, and he's like, well, it makes sense for that trilogy because there's a philosophical debate between the good and evil kind of gods or spiritual essences of my universe and like I guess when I'm doing redemption arcs for them it like it makes sense for this particular trilogy because like I'm trying to show that you know like there is redemption if you do certain things I guess mm. um you know like I don't know it's like kind of an interesting theme but then I was like thinking what a couple people were saying they're like well can everybody relate to that I'm like I don't know <laughs> so I'm like that's where yours I'm like maybe I should do something something different but yeah that's cool I, I just like that personally because I've been struggling with that um, personally with villains so I think that that's a, a great compliment so I really look forward to uh, reading your villains in book one and um, seeing what great. people have to say there so that's really cool uh, so when it comes to characters how do you come up with yours so they feel real so that really kind of comes right after the other one there yeah so they feel real well um, I because hmm. some of your reviews yeah. literally said that like your it wasn't just your villain. I did see a comment about your villains, but in particular, like your hero struggle, like it just seemed like reviews I had seen and a couple of people that I talked to, um, you know, around the like Twitterverse and stuff who have read, you know, book one um, really said that they said, well, I really felt like I was connecting with the characters. They just felt real to me. So I was I was just curious if, you know, you use more of your own experiences or if you, you know, kind of try to set them each on their own theme or quest or like, how did you manage that? So um, I. I... All right, this is gonna sound sound bizarre, I know, uh, but maybe not. Maybe every author does this, and I just don't know know them yet. Um, I do like a weird mind meld with my characters, and so I, I get try to just get into their head based off of you know th this role that I've created for them, and then I have them start talking to the other characters, and so I'll be driving down in the road, and I'll be having conversations in my head based off of all the different characters talking their, their talk. And it, I don't know, man, it's it just, it's like after a while, their personalities just become. Yeah. And I, and, and it's the same thing with painting. Like when I start off with the painting, I have an idea of what I want, but eventually the painting starts to dictate what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's up to me to understand, okay, it's not going to be what I wanted anymore. It's going to be this because this is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing with the characters. I, 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 I kind of start them off and then they just kind of go. And, and after a while, all the people in my past that I've had some sort of interaction with, they start to gravitate towards certain characters. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden one character has, you know, like six different voices of six <laughs> people that I knew, but they're all, all kind of the same person. Yeah. And so I'll remember, you know, things that they, that my friends or, or acquaintances have said, and it goes right into their dialogue and it works. <laughs> yeah, That's so. funny. It's yeah. so funny. It's so funny. You said that, like, just let him go. Like people on the podcast know, like, I'm so mad at one of my characters because I thought like he, we were done with draft one. I thought we were good. And then he decided that he did not want to be anything where I set him to be or plan for four, you know, different outlines for the yeah. progression of drafts. And he went from being a, a rich constable character with, you know, all the perks and now he's a thief taker. So I had to redo the entire world building to put in that, you know, 
that class. And then it ended up adding all these different things. Well, those, a lot of those people weren't very rich in terms of historical context. So I did that. Well, then that, you know, drove his motivations differently from start to finish. So yeah. he literally ruined draft two for me. So now I've kind of taken a break to figure oh my out God. how it I get it. I totally get that. <laughs> like, I'll come wake on, up dude. <laughs> and it's like, oh, all right, you're right. It, it, it's, you'd be better that way. So then yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the next week I'm like going through every chapter being like, all right, uh, all right, yeah. all right, fine. And it's better. Yep. Well, that's what I said to my best friend. I said, okay. I said, here's the problem. I said, we well, have yeah, the first one. This is what I thought he was going to do. I said, now there's this. And he, he goes, and I'm so glad that I have, you know, friends that are like this, that just tell me the truth. Like if I send him a piece of writing, he doesn't like, it. he's going to tell me why and what I have to fix on it. Like it always is, you know, I don't like BS. Like it just, I don't have enough time for that. You know? So I said, I said, this is it. He goes, Oh, the second one sounds way better. He's like, you should yeah. just let him figure out the rest of it. I'm like, okay, well, I'm like, that's not the answer that I wanted because now there's a lot more work involved, yeah, right. but yeah, right. it, that's, it's pesky. Right. When they actually don't, when they actually start to become characters, I, uh, somebody just said to the, uh, this for February, she wrote one of the female authors I interviewed, I can't remember which one. Um, but she said, you know, like once you get to that point where the character speaks to you and tells you what they're doing, that's how, you know, you have a really good character and the story. Yeah, yeah. better. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I was like, yeah, I would love to punch this constable in the face and be like, no, you're going to stay a constable. But <laughs> I was like, I'll just, I'll just rewrite it. I was like, I'd like to sell a couple of books. So that's fine. But right. right um, right. Okay, so you had me really interested with this sixth question. When it comes to conflict in your books, how do you decide what sorts of obstacles the main characters and villains will have to face? <sighs> okay, so um, I'm really interested in your villains in particular now. <laughs> okay, all right. So let's 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 go with the villains. Villains. Okay, so um, all of the villains have have a, a, a real backstory. Okay, so. Uh, I, I can reveal, reveal one of them because it, it makes makes sense. So um, there's this Duke, his name is Duke Shiverig, and his family going back through all the way to when the uh, the, the the kingdom was uh, founded were the ruling class. Mm -hmm. They came over over the sea. They they tamed the land. They they you know either en enslaved or protected. And they, they built these cities that the world exists in. Over time, you know, as, as a mercantile class arose and, and money was exchanging hands and people were becoming powerful through wealth, the Shiverig uh, title became more of the, the, the warriors that defended the land, but not the aristocrats that kind of ruled the land because of the, the power of money. Eventually, the Shivering Throne is usurped by one of these families. And so this, uh, this, this Duke, as he's grown up, he sees his, his dad murdered because he was supposed to be the next king. But that wasn't going to happen because the, the, the king in power, who is not from the Shivering family, was like, no, nope, that's not going to happen. Get rid of him. Keep the kid. He won't be a problem. But get rid of this guy. So, so the kid grows up with a big chip on his shoulder because he figures out pretty quickly what's going on. So he's been trying to get back the throne forever. Here's the problem. He can't do it by, uh, by money. He can't do it by favoritism. He can only do it by strength, strength of arms, mm -hmm. but that would mean war. 
So through the whole first book, he's trying to figure out how he can maneuver to overthrow the king while the king is doing exactly the same thing by depleting all of his armed resources. Mm. Okay. So he's in a losing battle. Eventually he has to turn to uh, other allies, which you got to read the book to find out who they are, (laughs) but let's just say they all have horns. Mm. So now all of a sudden his corruption starts to go down the dark side. Mm. Right. And so the obstacles for him at first are, you know, how does he, get power back while you know the, the sand is eroding beneath him and then once he joins forces with you know the, the the nefarious ally how does he keep his his sanity really that's what it boils yeah, down to because of the road the road that he's forced to go down and and the things he's forced to accept to achieve his goal so those are all these these conflict roadblocks is like if i do this there's no turning back. Yeah. I do this. There's, you know, now I'm in league with them. If I do this, well, geez, now I'm a monster. Hmm. So I try, I try to like think about what would be the natural progression of where someone would go. And then I, I kind of hit them in a way where they, they start to have no choice. Yeah. They have a choice, but it's too hard of a choice. Cause it usually means I can't do what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so again, I try to make that those those things, even though the, the characters are all fantasy characters, I think that's pretty lifelike as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. but you always have a choice. Yeah. You always have a choice. That's a really great theme right there, right? Like I think you could get so many different groups of people, you know. Again, maybe that's why, right? People, you know, enjoy, you know, your villains because you know, again, there's you know. I think, again, it goes back to that, you know, overarching theme of courage, you know, like, do, do your villains have the courage to, you know, to overcome? And it might be harder because they're already in the hole, right? It's a little bit right. easier when you're up here. And, you know, I think it's, you know, I, I think that, you know, I'm thinking of like, I had a friend who, you know, um, like his brother just got out of, you know, prison recently. And it was like this and that thing for like six months, you know, and, you know, he's really struggling, you know, to pull himself out, you know, and I just think like, you know, somebody who has struggled like that and is, you know, in the hole, you know, like trying to look up and find, you know, different areas would really find, you know, solace in that and be like, oh, wow, like you really do have to, you know, have courage to overcome these obstacles. Otherwise, this is a road for you, you know, and I just think, yeah, I think, I think it's cool because you have, we were talking about this uh, in a writing group that I'm a part of on Discord and it's interesting because this came up a couple weeks ago, but I like themes where they have both opposing views and i think you have both right like you yeah. have the heroes yeah. with theirs but the you know the villains with their other one i think you get to see both sides of the coin so to speak and yeah so that's the thing with with the characters is the obstacles are always um choices that come down to very hard decisions for them hmm. so you know in order to achieve what they want to achieve they typically have to give up more and then and then the question is is it worth it yeah. And sometimes they're, they have no choice because it, if they don't do what they're, what they have to do, they lose something precious to them. And so the obstacles all come into, you know, internal, emotional and mental angst, I guess. Yeah. That's their conflicts. That, that's, yeah. that's everyone's conflicts. There's yeah, no, yeah. It's not like, it's not like there's a, 
a cataclysm that comes in and, and all of a sudden the way that they knew how to go is gone because now it's a, a boiling ocean or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'd be a really cool world building. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm trying to have people on at a certain point in the summer. I want to do three sessions of it where I invite like three to four different authors and um, have like throw things at them from the audience and have uh-huh. them have to world build together one world. And that's, oh, that's cool. Like a, yeah. That'd be like a cool thing. I'm trying to do yeah. like panels and stuff. So that'd actually be a really cool one to, yeah, yeah. you know, throw a curveball and, you know, in there, that'd be interesting. So yeah, 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 yeah. that's really Definitely. cool. Um, so for that seventh one, so who are some uh, writers, authors who have inspired you to write? So uh, let's see the, the, the biggest one would be uh, Frank Herbert. Yeah, I know, I know it's not, you know, epic fantasy in the way that I'm writing, but geez, when I was reading through all the, all the Dune series and all of the ideas that he put in there where the, the Benny Gesserit were thinking not just today, not just this lifetime, but, you know, 10,000 years into the future. Yeah. And they had this program that was going to get them there. I thought, God, that's amazing. Yeah. What, what would happen if, you know, everyone thought like that? You know, so he's a, he was a big influence. Um, definitely uh, Michael Moorcock. Oh, with, yeah. Uh, you know, with, with the Elrics. Series. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I definitely kind of gravitate towards the, the hero who wants to be good, but, but, you know, has, has a lot of tendencies not to be good. <laughs> and so there's, there's, when you get to book four in the series, that changeover starts to happen with the main character who is always really good, but you know, he's been, he's been just kind of like batted around so much in the last, in the all, all this time for the first three books, he's like, you know, enough, I'm, I'm done with, with this ever hero stuff. I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to be me and I don't care about the world anymore. You guys figure out someone else can save it. Not, it's not, it's not my deal anymore. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Ari Salvatore with uh, oh, man. Ritz. <laughs> yeah, Morris, yeah. Right? Great character in terms of what yeah. you're talking about, right? Like lawful good and then kind of chaotic good. Like Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I like those transitions. I like those, those kind of characters. I like um, going from nothing and becoming uh, sort of godlike. And it's not so much that, I, that when you become godlike, you have absolute power over everything. It has, it has more to do with all the consequences that come from it. And I, and I really like that. I really like to, well, what if you had this, then what happens? Okay, so you do this, but once you do this, all of this over here gets, gets corrupted. Okay, well, you can't do this then. And you do this, but then when you do this, all, all this gets, gets messed up. I, I just think that kind of stuff is, is real interesting to, to think yeah. about. No, totally. One, yeah. uh, I don't know if you've read the Iron Druid Chronicles um, with Kevin Hearn, but the main character Atticus is exactly like that. Like mm-hmm. he's, I, I liken him to a modern day Conan the Barbarian, yeah. uh, which just with more intelligence and more common sense, but his sense of morality. And um, he's a 2000 year old Druid that is in modern day and yeah. he's hiding from gods and goddesses and then crap hits the fan like literally from book one all the way to the end. And by the end, you're that, like, yeah, that does I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, is he a good guy still or no? <laughs> like, but he is, yeah. but you're like, you know, he, he has a lot to deal with and, you know, he made a lot of tough decisions and he tried to do the right thing, but you're kind of like looking at the mess that he left and 
yeah it's I, I would highly recommend it though to you in the yeah. audience like great great character and yeah yeah it sounds like michael that. moorcock but you know i think with kevin like I, I saw a lot of those you know similarities there so yes i agree with you though those are the types of characters to me because i'm like i again going to realism i think those are more realistic characters you know and mm -hmm. I mean, I, I always play the lawful good paladin and this and that, but, that, you, know, <laughs> you know, and, but then I'm like, I really like Jack, you know, I really like Jack Reacher, you know, yeah. I'm like, I get kind of, I don't know, my friend, he's like, maybe you're jaded with the modern day, you know, like, you just like those, you know, I, I like, I love those Westerns, you know, though, like those classic Clint Eastwoods and, you know, the Louis Lemores and stuff like that, you know, I love uh, Uhtred you know, a yeah. Bevenberg, oh, yeah. you know, like he's yeah. a great one, but same thing, you know, I, I see him and Jack Reacher as the same type of character, you know, where again, they, you know, they really tow that line. Maybe they go over it sometimes and come back, but you know, they try to do the right thing. But at the end of the day, you know, like, I don't know. I just, I find it interesting. I, I like to dissect their characters. So I totally agree with you. Those are the kind of characters to me that, I know, I just think they're more interesting because yeah, you know, well, again- Especially when the circumstances around them, you yep, know, yep. push them. You know, oh, they want to be that lawful good, but you know what? Chaotic neutral happens all the time. Yep, yep. Right? And it's easier. And I think it's easier in a modern world for I'm, I'm just so over like the Punisher personally, like no offense to anyone. I just yeah. I, I like we get it, you know, like I just do think I like Jack Reacher because, you know, he did some some not good things. But like for like they're like one part, they're like, well, why did you do this? And he's like, well, because this happened. And I'm like, yeah. it totally makes sense that he did that because this happened. And I'm like, right. I get that, you know, and I can relate to that character. And, right. Right. You know, right. it just. I think it's, you know, I just think it's interesting when you find that type of, I was talking to a friend of mine, when you find that type of character that you enjoy, you know, like, I think that's been my problem recently is I haven't been able to find those characters. So to me, when you're saying that, that's a lot more exciting, you know, and <laughs> R.A. is always one of my favorites. He inspired yeah. me, right? So him yeah, and Elaine yeah. Cunningham. So yeah, yeah that's, that's super cool. Uh, so for that last question there, uh, what news, updates, promos, or projects would you like to share with us? So... So the biggest thing is I'm trying to get um, audiobooks made for oh, the series. Yeah. yeah. And so I have, uh, I have a project that's been approved and it's been up for about 10 days now. Um, I, don't, I don't know what the best way is to, to get that information across. Maybe it can just be a, you know, something in one of the, uh, the promo things. Um, geez, Kickstarter, man, that, that's, a, that's a grind. Oh, it, yeah, is, yeah. It, it is not money just free money being thrown out to anyone. Oh, not at all <laughs> no. Uh, uh, no well unless you're brandon and then, yeah. and then that's that that's something else entirely different yeah but yeah, you yeah. know um for for that i'll talk more about the uh the, the, the process of that for people i think that would be more helpful if, oh, yeah, if they yeah, want to sure. you know do anything for mine that that'd be great um there's a lot of literature literature out there that you should read before you start the Kickstarter program. Uh, I would also advise having a pretty healthy mailing list. Uh, I had a, you know, a number of thousands of people on mine. And uh, I think, you know, you, mailing list is only as good as the, the people that want to, yeah, to, yeah. to react, to interact with you. And so you really need, you know, tens of thousands to, yeah. to really make a difference with that so that's one thing i would take into, into consideration uh and and i would also this was a mistake that i made i put the amount of the the budget at everything that i could think of mm. what i should have done is, is a smaller amount and get that funded oh, and yeah. then work towards um you know new envelopes to be opened right 
Cause I, cause I made my initial, the, what I thought I would need. I um, I'm sorry. The, the, the initial amount that I thought would be a small amount. If I was going to go that route, I made that within the first week. Oh, that's cool. Right. But overall I'm thinking, uh, probably not the best strategy. Yeah. 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 You know, because I because you know, like I got caught up in the whole Brandon Sanderson thing and a couple <laughs> of other you know best selling authors that had you know like twenty titles and I was like yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, well maybe I'm not that but maybe I could try I don't know yeah so so that's that's the biggest thing that I that I have right now happening uh, I am starting a new series so I'll, I'll continue writing the Ever Hero series and I've got a new series coming out which is a completely different genre it's a uh, young young adult fantasy romance okay and yeah <laughs> i have two nieces and they're like you know we read a lot of books and <laughs> know a lot of people that read a lot of books and they're not going to read your books i'm like what <laughs> well they're all like you know teenage girls that yeah. want to read about you know like sarah maz type books oh yeah yeah and so so you know the 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 young waif all with nothing all of a sudden becomes a princess and or a queen or whatever and so i'm like okay but thank god arcane came out because oh, yeah. on netflix or or amazon whichever the two because i thought oh i could work with that and i yeah, could yeah. make that into something and i i'll figure out the the you know the fantasy romance part later i guess i don't know yeah, yeah. we'll see well, that's cool. If you're referencing yeah. Arcane there, I'm definitely going to check that out. So Yeah, Arcane is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I just so like that that's what you're pulling from. I'm like, yeah, sold. Like, yeah. you know, even if it's remotely like that, like, yeah. I think that's a great source material. Or, you know, like something to even give you ideas from. I think that that, you know, that's Yeah, really I've, I've watched it like three times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so definitely um, watch. I was going to say, like, I just think it's great that you're branching out personally. Like, I was just talking to a couple of people about that, you know, like even if you... Um, I know more and more authors, you know, who, even if they're not, even if they're not necessarily like trying to sell books in those genres, it's just, you know, they found it a really good exercise, you know, kind of like a palate cleanser, if you will, yeah. you know, kind of going back and forth. So I think that that personally, I think it's a good strategy just in terms of craft for you, you know, and, you know, in anybody, you know, same thing, like once you really get, you know, in your niche and then, you know, kind of branch out, I, I've never met one person that's like, oh, I'm so sorry that I branched out, you know? even if they didn't have settled, you know, selling the books very well, it's like they at least learned something. And then when they came back to, you know, their other thing yeah. or their main genre, they end up doing a lot better. Yeah, so. I, I agree. I, I don't, I don't want to get into the, the rut of always writing the same story. Yep. Yeah, be, yeah. Painful for me to do and even more painful for people to read. Yep. Yep. It's scary. Out. It's really scary to yeah. think about, you know, Jeffrey Haskell just said yesterday, he's like, I, I, he's like, I constantly work on craft because I'm afraid of writing you know, where I write this new book and someone goes, Hey, that was just like your book six, right. you know? And I think that's just our, I personally have talked to a lot of people, you know, who have said like authors who have said like, that's my fear. And I personally okay. have that fear all the time. Like I try to make my ideas and characters, you know, really different and themes different. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I don't want to, you know, to write the same book that just, it terrifies me. It keeps me up at night and I wake <laughs> up, you know, and like, like think about it, you know, like, don't do it. Like I had a dream about it a couple of weeks ago, actually, cause we were talking about it with a, uh, another author a couple of weeks ago in a private chat. And I was like, I was like, we can't talk about this anymore, guys. I was like, it's getting too into my yeah, head. You know, I wonder with those, those authors that um, write these super long ongoing yeah. books, like 15, 16, 20 different books in a series. Yeah. Like, God, don't you run out of ideas? 
I think of that with Jim Butcher and like every book that I get further into the series, I just get more and more into it. And I'm like, I I literally, so like I'm looking back over, I'm trying to finish off the series this summer and I'm trying to just look at craft and just, you know, just, just to analyze that because people that I've talked to are like, he's the exact opposite, you know, where the further you get, like, you know, they're like, Oh, as soon as you get to like cold cases or whatever, I think I'm at deadbeat, whatever the one is after that or cold days or whatever, they're like, that's when stuff just, hits the fan and I'm like well that's impressive for you know a book that's you know a series that's been along for that long like Patricia Briggs is another one you know like I feel like she always her Alpha and Omega series the last two books last three books just blew my freaking mind and I'm like oh my god like the last one in particular had to be one of the best books I've ever read in my entire life and I'm like you know trying to go back over it again just for craft and I'm like why was that so good you know but I don't know how they do it. I, I want to know how they do it, obviously, but I don't know how they do it. You just write a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to think of how many times, you know, those people have had those, you know, those 15 book series. But when you, you know, when you think about it though, it's really not 15 books, you know, because like you said, you know, your first book, you know, was four books, you know, or four drafts. And yeah. you, know, you got to think you, some people probably wrote hundreds of books, you know, right. by the time they, you know, write 15 or 20 books. So okay. I think that, I think again, it really shows that, it's a process and it's not just a, you know, uh, an overnight kind of thing. Like I know I'm going to have to rewrite a couple of things that people keep asking me. I'm like, no, it's fine. I'm like, I'm not worried about selling. I'm worried about writing. And I'm like, once they're done, I'll get them out to you. But yeah, it's just, it's interesting. You said four. Cause I was like, just said to my friend, I said, I think my first one's going to be four drafts. I said, that's my goal. So you, you actually gave me hope that I could actually maybe do it in yeah, four yeah, or five yeah. drafts. So that's, that's yeah, really yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, Jeff, I really want to thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. I oh, my pleasure. I was this so excited great. when I saw you on TikTok and I was like, yeah, please. Like I just went and put them all on my, my Goodreads and the TBR and stuff like that. So I had to get book one the other day. I was having a bad day. So I, I was like, I know whose book I'm getting right now. So I was actually surprised it came like two days, but yeah, I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I was not expecting it this week. Yeah, I'm glad they were in stock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I looked a little while back and I was like, um, you know, I was just waiting and then it was in my queue and I thought I'd already bought it, but I was glad I saw it because I was like, oh, man, I got to get that before, uh, you know, before it uh, leaves or something like that. So I know a couple of people are having that issue with, you know, their paperbacks because of the pandemic mm-hmm. and stuff. They just didn't have enough. And yeah. a couple of my friends, I'm on their waiting list. They're like, as soon as I get a book, I'll give it to you. I'm like, well, it's my fault because, you know, I waited. So I was like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm trying to do with a Kindle. I'm just not as good at it. I just, I, I so much more enjoy having the book in my hand, (laughs) stuff like that. But, but yeah, thanks again for coming on. I really look forward, you know, to, you know, seeing, you know, other things that you have coming out. I, you know, all all the best of luck, you know, with the audio books and stuff like that. I personally hope that that just blows up for you. I've had friends where that's been the case and then, you know, people go and buy more of the Kindle and paperback copies. So, you know, if there's anything that I can do to help you out with that, or, you know, we can promote or, you know, free promotion sure. or something like that and help you with promotions or, you know, anything like that. You just let me know and we'll help you out with those. And all right. Um, well, I definitely want to come back when the new series is, uh, is Oh, available. please, please. Yeah. Um, that's one, one thing I forgot that my friend would kill me for. Um, we really, again, you and other authors, anytime you guys have something that an audio book, uh, art mm-hmm. cover reveal Kickstarter, I don't care. Like make sure you put us first on your list to come back and we will fit okay. you in. We'll do anything you can to uh like i'll interview and my friend will get the audio you know done and the visual quality and stuff done as soon as possible we'll get it out as soon as possible for okay. you uh, involving those me up. So, yeah so that i will send crazy. you an email a follow-up email and 
you know, we can figure out a calendar date whenever it gets closer to you, you know, whatever you need, you let me know. And, you know, we'll, we'll get you on here and we'll get it out to everybody. All right. It's a deal. Awesome. Well, you have a great rest of the day, my friend. And I look forward to seeing more of your awesome TikToks and your painting. All right. So. All right rock on, man. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.